mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to There's No Place Like Terra, a Stargate first watch rewatch podcast. I'm, oh wait, number 117. Shit, I'm supposed to say that first. It's okay, you're already there. I'm Nixie. We've already left the gift shop. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Grace. The gift shop. <laughs> and I'm Grace. Today we're going over season six, episode seven, Shadow Play, aka he is Tyler Durden. Um, <laughs> and we have a special guest. Beautiful mind. Yeah, we have a special guest. We forgot that. Uh, that's part. okay. Oh, I do like the beautiful mind reference. We'll have to come back. Well, to that. that's an obvious reference. I need to workshop the title. Well, Tyler Durden's a little obvious too. Yeah. Uh, welcome Sorry. again, Dan. Hi, Dan. Hey, welcome. <laughs> uh, Dan, you guys may know from our four geek sake cameo. That's what I'm going to call it. Yeah, yeah. Our cameo. cameo on four sure. geek sake. Um, and he's here to. He helped us through Origins. Uh-huh. He's, <laughs> he helped us support. travel that journey. Um, and now we're here to to play and do nice fun things. Yes. Yes. So, all of the colonin coloninness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah, Dr. Uh, Kieran is Tyler Durden. That's my AKA. What is he from? Fight Club. Okay. Yeah. I've seen Fight Club exactly once in my life. Okay. Mm. So read the books. Okay, bye. okay, I'll read the books first. <laughs> Don't um, read the comic book. <laughs> That's my notes. Wait, I didn't even know there were comic books. Oh, they're not great. Okay, <laughs> we'll ignore those then. They're not great. Um, so this episode first aired on July twenty sixth, two thousand two. Written by Joe and Paul, directed by Peter, our favorite uh, boy band, <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe Paul, Joe Peter. Paul and Peter. Um. The big special guest for this, and I know he has a name. I know his name is Dr. Kieran. His name is going to be Dr. Al the entire episode because yes, Dean Stockwell is Al. I don't know that. Quantum Leap. Yeah, Quantum Leap. Please, please, please oh. go watch Quantum Leap. Okay. You're going to watch, you're going to want to watch Quantum Leap and then Sliders. Yeah. I know Sliders. That's Jerry O'Connell or yes. Jerry, Co- something like that. Yeah, yeah, the she's one, never going to get to Sequest. She's the never, one married no, to Rebecca no, Romaine. No, no, trust me. <laughs> we will watch if Sequest. If it is on my deathbed, Mixie will be like, hang I, on a second. Oh, okay. I don't own the third series because I, I need the third series, <laughs> but trust me, we'll get to Sequest. <laughs> Because if any show framed my childhood, it's fucking Sequest. I can tell you, I literally started crying when I discovered that Darwin was not a real dolphin for the entire series. Oh, that's so sad. That was literally the end of my childhood. Did you and- see recently, there was a story, um, uh, the Monterey Bay Aquarium posted a video of these humpback whales dancing, mm-hmm. and they were joined by dolphins. Mm-hmm. The dolphins were like, hey, let's party. <laughs> I've decided that they were all drunk. It's literally, I mean, <laughs> Sequest is the reason I'm literally obsessed with with dolphins and whales. I'm okay with that. Like, beyond. <laughs> Anyways, Dean Stockwell is awesome. Got it. Um, I mean, he's a highly talented actor who's done shit that is longer than my arm. However, <laughs> he is Al from Quantum Leap. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'll be honest, it was not until I looked him up for this that I realized that he's in my favorite classic musical of all time. Mm. He's in Anchors Away. Oh, I wow. know that First one. First of all, I love that one because it's both Frank Sinatra and Gene Kelly. But how old is he to be in that? Well, Jeez. he was also the eight-year-old boy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. I was like, he's, how is that humanly he's possible? Kid. He's the adorable little kid that wants to join the Navy named yeah. Joey. And the my one mind... who keeps cock-blocking Gene Kelly. Yes. Yeah. Because he's Susan. Um, and also, my way he was in, uh, I think it was a movie called Kim. He starred next to Errol Flynn. Like, this dude. Yeah. Also, Fuck. I never thought the phrase cock-blocking Gene Kelly would ever come out of my mouth. <laughs> Don't apologize for genius. <laughs> and his dad, his dad, Harry Stockwell, was the voice of the prince in Snow White. Huh. Oh. Yeah. Why do these names all sound familiar? I'm going to look them up. Okay, go. Okay, go. Okay, so that's that's basically the only intro I have to this entire episode. I'm for it. Um, so we start with an incoming wormhole, which is a great way to start any episode of Stargate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's an audio-only transmission from Commander Hale of the Kelowna Defense Council. And the more important thing that we learn from this cold open, the most important thing that we learn is that by 7 a.m., both Walter Hammond and Sam are already at work <laughs> and ready to go without coffee. I mean, are we surprised? <laughs> Somehow, no. But, like... <laughs> That's 7 a.m. Oh, it's Sam's like, still there from last night. This is true. He's never gone yeah. home. Yeah. <laughs> she just slipped in a cot. Yeah. But it's, so is Walter, to be fair. Yeah. Um, Walter doesn't even have an apartment. No. Walter she lives, just like, lives just on the That lives chair on just reclines. <laughs> 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 he just, he's like, get yeah, activation in the middle of his sleep. <laughs> I was like, Jack is just waking up at home. <laughs> yeah. Jack ain't gonna be there for a while. And, well, to be fair, Jonas is probably eating something somewhere else. Because yeah. I don't think he lives. I legit oh, think that Jonas, Jonas lives for breakfast food. If he enjoys food as much as he does, and because I love him, he lives for breakfast food. Yeah, but that's the He's important like, thing. He's like, which breakfast food will I have today? That we learn is that by 7 a.m., the three of them have no coffee in their hands. Yeah. Jonas is like the little kid who hasn't quite learned yet that you can have breakfast for dinner. <laughs> so he's just like, I gotta get up early. Breakfast whenever, because you're All of the time. All of the time. Um, so, but in the briefing, uh, Jonas tells us that Hal recently got promoted, and that according to um, Hale, the Clinton government wants to reestablish trade relations with Earth. Hmm. And Jack really hopes that he diplomatically told him where to shut it. I love that line because it made me think about what I do at work sometimes. And I, I think that's what I do. Uh-huh. I think that's my job. You missed it. Did we I all diplomatically just... tell people where to shove things. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. And obviously because they tried to frame Daniel and everything, and Jack will never get over that no matter what the Colonians do. Yeah. Um, and I love that. So then we do. We got Deloise cameo right here. Because yes. in the shot with, with Jonas and Teal behind the desk. Oh, is gotcha. Is I, I will One day I will actually see a cameo as that happens. You've spotted one once because he was directly in front of the yeah. camera. He's like, Grace, I'm right here. And I was like, I got it. Thank you. I'm ready. Um, and, and Jonas does try to stand up for his people. Here by yeah. reminding him that it, you know we can't blame an entire population just because yeah. a few scientists were idiots. Well, we're, yeah, we're back on this on this struggle for Jonas of like I am of these people, but I am not of these people. Mm-hmm. But where who am I? Who what? am I? Who are you? We just watched Lawrence of Arabia. That's who are you? I kept thinking it all through this episode as I was watching it. I was going, Oh, Grace is going to love this one. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Weird how you thought that. Mm-hmm. And 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 through all of this, he looks like I don't really give a shit because the clones aren't really technologically powerful so I'm I didn't not care worried nothing about, about any of yeah. these people um, but it seems like but except for the Nequadria mm-hmm. we do they do have the we do need 
that an opportunist the, at heart. Quadria, and Jack is like, I don't like any of this guys. N- Nagadria. Nagadria, yeah. <laughs> Nagadria, yeah. Nagadria. And Chris. Dun dun dun. So um My nose just said Nagadria. We need it. <laughs> Basically, that's what Sam did. Yeah. We need that thing. Thank God I'm not a writer, guys. Because <laughs> the actors would be like, there's maybe five minutes and this entire script's like, yeah, you know, just roll with it. Just fill it in. Just yeah. fill it in. Um, so when we come back, Jonas, I, it looks like, jo- now Jonas was in Daniel's lab and it looks like he has a different lab now because the door opens to a different thing. Mm. Also, he's got a lot of fishes. He does have a, a lot thing? of fish. Is that maybe they don't have them on Kelowna. Yeah, there's that's no, true. Maybe there's no fish at maybe, all. Well, maybe you have fish, but you don't have like pet fish. Because what a, yeah. what a concept yeah. that we have where we have pet fish. Yeah. Yeah. That's and they're strange. like they're not the ones that are size that you eat. They're just like weird the little, little fish, fish. Yeah, that just swim around. Like mm. I literally only had fish in college because it was the only animal I could have. I, I can't do fish. I did get the little frogs, and a couple of them jumped mm. out of the water, and then I found them at the end of the semester as oh. uh, little frog mummies. I can't do fish. Uh, a dead fish scares me more oh, than no. anything else in life. Can I just tell <laughs> you? I have left rooms because there was a fish uh-huh. dead in the tank. When my fish died in college, I had to leave the room and I couldn't. And I had to have my friend somebody Amy, do that, like come in and like get the fish. And I couldn't. I couldn't even enter the dorm room again until the fish was gone. When we lost Steve Barry, that was it for me. Yeah. We yeah. had we had a fish named Steve Barry <laughs> and one named Freddie Mercury, which oddly enough, Freddie was the first one to die. <laughs> Let's not miss Life imitating life. And now I have puppies. Okay, so he's in his own lab now. Uh, And Jonas is just pacing because nervous and Mm -hmm. like shit. And and Teal'c walks in and they have this another in a series of great great Jonas-Teal'c conversations. He's like, by the way, the Colonians are arriving. And, you know, Jonas has been so caught up with building this new life and, and really trying to... Unlike Teal'c, as we've discussed, making this his home and his life that he completely has put out of his mind how the fuck he got here in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's been purposely just trying to block it out of his memory. Yeah. And now he has to go and look back at all of the, let's just say, unfortunate circumstances that brought him here. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like, there's a little tiny detail that I caught. Yeah. Um, Teal'c still calls Jonas Jonas Quinn. Mm-hmm. Well, he calls everyone by school. But he stopped. He stopped doing that to Jack and to Sam. Uh, there's a difference. And yeah. even with Daniel, when Daniel was around. So he does that a lot in the beginning, and then he gets comfortable. He does still, a lot of times, if it's any sort of formal situation, That's he what will I'm saying. still call him. But if it's, if it's just a quiet moment, he'll sometimes only use the one name. But That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So he's still on formal terms with yeah. Jonas. It's a really... Yeah. It's a, it's a lovely detail to, mm-hmm. to show that. It's such a great mm-hmm. way to show that. Yeah. So props to that. I really like that. And and Teal, you know, talks about how I'm similar... I'm going to start doing that to people. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly people I don't like, just to throw them off their game. They'll be like, what is she doing? <laughs> uh, but Teal reminds about how really it's similar their paths were getting to Earth. Like, even down to the fact that their peoples, their respective peoples, think of them as traitors. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and Teal's like, look, what I did, I the did for my people. The story of the Shulva is yeah. a new song. Uh huh. It's an it's an epic ballad. Yeah, yeah. It's like an epic rock ballad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
It's um, like this is a story of a shovel. Oh, see, a river and drown them. <laughs> I was thinking more Blind Guardian, like <laughs> like a, a gothic rock uh, metal. 90s pop okay. forever. We listened to two <laughs> different genres. Um, but until it's like, look, I did this for my people. You did this for your people. In time, they'll understand and they'll get it. And Jonas is like, oh, <laughs> have you met my people? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're not going to live it's long not, enough. It's not going to happen. To do that. Yeah. Um, but Teal's like, look, you have to draw your strength because you know your cause is just and you know what you did will benefit your people and the sacrifices you've made will be. So you got to, like, just fuck everyone else. Yeah. Focus on you. Mm-hmm. You do um, you, bro. You do you, bro. <laughs> I really want to hear Teal say that now. <laughs> uh, so the Colonian delegation arrives to the Stargate, and we have Hale. He introduces Ambassador Draylock and Dr. Al, uh, who ignores his protege Jonas, who mm-hmm. is his protege for six years, and you literally see, like, Jonas's puppy heart breaking. Yeah. Like his, How dare he? He just, his puppy <laughs> face goes sad. And they head up to the briefing room. And up in the briefing room, Hammond's like, look, we're really goddamn surprised to hear from you. Um, so what's up? Yeah. And Drelak's like, look, we regret what happened with the whole we blame Daniel and then he died thing. Can we get over that? It's such a bummer that your dude died. Can we not talk about it anymore? Because it's such a bummer. I mean, it didn't really damage relations between us, right? Like, yeah. we're still, we're still cool. good. And Jack's like, Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hal's like, um, yeah, and I mean, remember how the traitor dude stole out in the quadria and like gave it to you? And Draylock's like, dude, fuck hell, not now. Like, yeah. don't bring it. We're trying. We're trying to be cool. <laughs> We're trying to be cool. Yeah. Um. And so there's always one person who'd always decide. Can you not right now? <laughs> this is not the conversation we're having. Yeah, we're trying to play nice. It's like a child is like, "Hey, remember that time that you and my mom were in a fight?" It's like, <laughs> we're not talking about that right now. Go watch you go play. No, I don't, I'm not. I don't feel like playing. <laughs> remember that time where you guys were yelling? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey. Don't you have to go to the bathroom or something? <laughs> Clearly, it's, I don't have children. I don't know what you tell them at that point. Oh, I, I just, every time that something like that, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Every time something like that happens, it just reminds me that, like, I watched Top Gun at, like, 12 <laughs> and just saw these other scenes that yeah. I'd never seen before. Uh-huh. And apparently, I didn't realize that the same part of the movie every time I was told to go brush my teeth. Yeah. So I could Get fast out. forward, yeah. you know, through the quote unquote adult scenes. All right. For me, that was with uh, Jimmy Buffett. Um, <laughs> Why don't we get drunk and screw? So, oh my! Can I just say, with that song, um, I grew up in a huge Jimmy Buffett household. Okay, gigantic. My first CD I ever bought was the Parakeet album, which is song Jimmy Buffett songs sung by kids uh-huh. for kids. Um, I knew all the lyrics to that song way before I should have known the lyrics to that song. Well, in my family, there was a little tradition that every time oh. time that song played, uh-huh. they would say, why don't we get drunk? Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody in the room would cough. And yes. so I'm thinking this is a Jimmy Buffett thing. Like, you know, fins to left, yeah, fins yeah. to the right. And, and, salt, and, salt, salt. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was one of those things. Uh-huh. And in high school, I'm at a party. That song comes on. I start like, coughing. And people are like, dude, you need water? Like, are you okay? Like, this is the thing. <laughs> That's not awkward at all. Ruined it for my, me. My other favorite is he has a song called Math Sucks. 
Well, my brother's name is Matt. So yeah, you changed yeah. the lyrics. Absolutely. Well, I never changed. Just no, one letter. I, Just one letter. I never. I was always singing "Math Sucks." I wouldn't do that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> As we're in the car, and Matt's like, "Stop!" And I'm like, "I'm not doing. I'm singing the song." It's just what the song is. It's and just I what it never is sang "Math Sucks." <laughs> I always sang "Math Sucks." <laughs> okay, so Dre likes like, look, we have a really uneasy peace on our planet. We have three major powers on this planet, and they all want to fucking kill each other. And we're like barely keeping the peace. We can't relate at all. No, we can't relate in any way. <laughs> I want to know what that's like. I mean, what does that mean? Our planet is so peaceful. <laughs> it's just idyllic. <laughs> uh, and she's like, according to our spy service, uh, it double O that shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the two other sides are about to sign double another Double O Quadria. <laughs> double O Quadria. <laughs> that's also the song. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Guys, I'm drunk. So let's just not even pretend. Yeah. Did we say the name of her drink? We never no, did. We, did we, we made this for Origins. Yes. Because we watched Origins. Uh, and it's the Rod of Horus. Rod of Horus. No, Wand of Horus. Wand of Horus. Because it's called, it's originally called the Desert Healer. And I've had one and a half. Which, if you listen, you know, that means Grace is drunk. That yep. means Grace drunk. Let's go. Let's get it done. She has nowhere to drive. Thankful. Um, so, anyways, uh, the other two sides on this planet uh, are uh, about to sign a non-aggression pact, which basically means they're about to team up and attack Kalona. And Jack's like, "And we care about this shit. Why?" And Sam's like, "Shut up, Jack. Again, the Quadria. Yeah, we want the Quadria." Uh, and and Doctor L points out that like, yeah, we still have the Quadria, guys. We still that That's thing, the thing we want. And, uh, and there's something really interesting I find about this planet. Before you go too far, yeah, I forgot to mention this. Uh, so it's a planet that's fairly equal to Earth as yes. far as like t- like time and, and people. There and are a couple. They're probably like 1940s. I mean, this is really the Manhattan. So here's project, the thing: there's only three nations on this planet. Um, I don't know if it's any nations. But I think it's more of like. The three powers, so it's almost like the axis. Like if you're okay. playing World War Two, it's like there's three sides to the battle. I don't think it's necessarily countries. Those okay. may be the three superpowers, sure, and they have their allies. Because I was like, we have like a hundred and ninety something. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, plus it's also been made pretty clear throughout the series that Earth is the most densely populated. Yeah. True. Uh, yeah. Planet because in the galaxy. Where it okay. comes from us. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. So it could be a smaller planet with less mass, less. Or they just have only taken everything. over so much. Of the planet. Yeah, you know it's I mean? back when it was like Roman versus yeah. exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm um, in. Yeah, and and Dre, that. and Dre like is through all this going. Yeah, and that the quadri like we have a surplus of it. So yeah. here's, and, here's your carrot that I'm gonna here's dangle. Here's a giant carrot. Yeah, and, and Doctor Al's like, look, I know you guys are decades ahead of us, and if you just you know give us like jet propulsion technology, like. We could win the war. Just a little, just jet propulsion. Just a little tiny bit. Mm-hmm. Just feeding for that. Got any of that jet propulsion? <laughs> and, <laughs> it's like that Dave Chappelle meme <laughs> with the white lips. And, and, and as she sees, like, um, yeah, the whole military technology is a no-go. Like, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit if you're facing annihilation. Seems like we've been down this road before. Like with Constable Odo in an earlier episode. <laughs> <laughs> and they ended up trying to commit genocide. So... We're, and Drew Light's like, yeah, but we're not going to do that. 
We're and we've been on the other side crushed. too. Uh-huh. Like, hey, can we get one of those plasma cannons? Yeah, yeah. thanks. Uh-huh. Good goodbye. Can I'm we get done. like forty of them? And do you remember right you exactly what you think? Do you remember when we gave Daniel a bunch of things? He became evil Daniel. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's not good, guys. Absolute power never corrupts. Absolutely, never, nope. never. Uh-uh. That's never the case. Uh-uh. And uh, and and so Hammond's like, yeah, we're still a little reluctant to do. Yeah. Any like I do love the holier than thou attitude. It's like, bro, we're the same people. Yeah, we're not that. Hammond's I mean, like, we're just we're not really gonna interfere like that. And they're like, yeah, you mean how you interfere with the race called the Gould? <laughs> Jack's like, that that's different. That's different. <laughs> that's a different thing. Yeah, it's okay. And and Hal's like, look, if you help us end the war quickly, you would spare hundreds of thousands of lives. We've heard this story a thousand yeah. times. Sure. We've um, told this story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, we're going to have to fall back to our last resort, mm-hmm. which is the Nequitabob. Come on, Thor. Yeah. <laughs> and Dr. Yeah, Allen's team. Let us have the thing. Dr. Yeah. Allen and his team have successfully tested. They're like, we've been testing it out in the desert. Uh-huh. Everything's fine. There's, there's some no at- issues. There's some atoll out in the ocean <laughs> yeah. that we have tested it in. Yeah. That's just how things work. Exactly. It's totally okay. Um, so... Back in Jonas's lab, mm-hmm. the team has gathered. Yes. And and Jonas is like To look, look at his goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> Jonas is like, look, before I left, we had a detailed projection that if the other two sides combined forces, they would basically own the skies in five weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, which in war, that's bad guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would have to, you know, they would have to drop the bomb. And they might even be wanting to drop the bomb as a preemptive strike. Doesn't hmm. sound familiar at all. Um, <laughs> None like, of this is anything. This is not allegorical in any this way. This has never been derived from any type uh-uh. of history ever. Um, Complete and- original wild thoughts. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. Go ahead. This is literally the research that Jonas helped do. Mm-hmm. Without the bomb, Colonna's military would collapse in six months. They'd be done. Mm-hmm. Like, end of story. Mm-hmm. Oh, and why are we fighting, you ask? Um, Jonas is like, look, we, none of us really has any fucking clue why we're fighting. It's been going on for generations. It's basically Hatfields and McCoys. The last <laughs> conflict. <laughs> the, the Hatfields and McCoys and the Smiths. Because I don't like them. Nope. I don't <laughs> Ultimately. Like them. The last conflict lasted 20 years. Nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... They're like, because what else would we do with our time? Exactly. <laughs> this is how we bond. This instead is how of, we're just very petty this instead way. Instead <laughs> of hating other football teams yeah. or hockey teams, we just hate other countries. Yeah. Um, and Jack, it's interesting because Jack's like, you know your priorities have changed, right? Yeah. You're, 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 you're a member of SG1 now, mm-hmm. which almost seems harsh yeah. to just like, don't give a shit about what happens to your people anymore because you're on Earth. Yeah, forget all of your friends and family. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, forget I've had, everyone you've ever known. Uh-huh. I've had a conversation similar to this yeah. in a workplace setting. And even in my like very de- removed version of this, I was like, fuck off a little bit. Yeah. just So yeah. I can't imagine. Just a tiny bit fuck off. Yeah. Um, so Jack then reports to Hammond as requested. Mm-hmm. Apparently the Joint Chiefs are meeting soon and wants Hammond's recommendation. And Jack's like, No. The recommendation is fuck off. <laughs> There's the, I, here's the thing. I will side with Jack on this because something really rubs me the wrong way. The Colonians are the only ones not signing the treaty. Yes. Everyone else is like, let's let's make peace. 
if they decided to sign the three, that would be all three things. Yes. So. I don't think it's on the table for them. Yeah, I don't think they've offered it to them. I think it's just like the other two sides going, we're signing a treaty Mm -hmm. because we don't like the way you smell. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. And and, and, and Jack's like, this is not about them defending themselves. This is just defending themselves. It would be a different thing. Like, it's how do we know that they're going to stop after they're done defending themselves, which is the entire question about giving people military technology. And Hammond's like, you sound a lot like Dr. Jackson. He's like, yeah, I spent some time to with oh, Reese. Oh, I don't I, like this. I, what? I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I love this line. Time with Dr. Jackson. Oh, look. Is that the is that the off-world unscheduled off-productivation alarm? Safe by the Got alarm. It. Yeah, safe by the bell. <laughs> Um, and so I feel like he should have taken a moment to just like sigh and look <laughs> off in the distance and throw on like a knit sweater. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll knit because that sweater. That episode is all I'll about knit that, that sweater. sweater Goddammit! <laughs> so um, the Alford activation is Dr. Alligan, and he he arrives and he apologizes for Draylock and Hale. You know they were apparently called into the emergency meeting since apparently the non-aggression pact was signed hours ago. Sure. And Dr. L just wants to talk to Jonas. So he surprises Jonas in his office. And they have some small talk about his new digs, about Earth, about how Jonas was always the dreamer, but someone had to stay behind and deal with reality. I was like, yeah. just lay it on a bit thicker there, dude. All right there. And Jonas is like, stop beating around the bush. Why the fuck are you here? He goes, I left because the Quadra could do some actual good here and not just blow shit up. And Dr. L... It comes down to, but what good is that going to do Kelowna? Like, they're right. not going to just share technology that they find about the Nequadria. And Jonas is like, well, but yeah, if you come together as one world, all holding hands in some peaceful love tree. Yeah, and, you know, hands across the world, uh-huh. and, uh, whatever, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm like, have, Jonas, have you studied the planet you're yeah. on? Right. At all? No, he hasn't left the base. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, I live here. He he's doesn't what? have internet he's access. He's left the base, he's left the oh, base once. He's like, no, but look at my fish. <laughs> look how cool they are. All he knows is we have bacon. Yeah. Bacon. And just keep I coming. won't go to any world yeah, that has truthfully, bacon. Truthfully, if you brought anyone to our planet and were, uh, you know, a gracious host, uh-huh. they would just leave this planet, especially if they came to the U.S., uh-huh. 50 pounds heavier yes. and obsessed with, like, Bacon. Bacon, or chocolate, and french fries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kardashians. Yeah, yeah. They would, they to would be know fair, the latest. The Kardashians are why they know when to bomb Earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, yeah. look, you got they bacon got some great all. bacon, but they're fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get rid of them. <laughs> bacon and assholes. Let me show you why they're assholes. Play. <laughs> just, just put it on E, on, on e and let it go. <laughs> so, Dr. L's like, shut the door do you really do you really think the planet could come together mm-hmm. and he's like yeah he goes okay come with me if you want to live I mean come <laughs> with me if you want to make that happen he goes I couldn't say anything in front of the others because they're not part of the organization yeah the resistance right it's an under- fight club uh huh it's fight club it's an underground network infiltrating like I'm making soap over here every level <laughs> of the government and they intend to stop their leaders before they lead them to thermonuclear destruction, basically. And then he puts on his, his Che Guevara beret. Uh-huh. And then, I'm done. And then, <laughs> yeah. And Joe's just like, a coup? Really? He's like, uh-huh, but we need your help. Yeah. Uh, and, and 
Jonah's like, this is insane. Where's the camera? Like, yeah. And he goes, a secret organization that's going to seize power? Uh-huh. Yeah. Tell me the next part of the plan. And Dr. L's like, yeah, it's our best chance for survival. Like, everyone is unhappy with the war policy. You know, the other countries, the people in the other countries are unhappy as well. Like, everyone is sick of the war, and the government and the leaders aren't listening. No <laughs> no basis in reality yeah. at all. No. <laughs> and Jonas is like, really, this can succeed? Like, this is going to happen? He goes, yeah. Like, there was a test for the Quadria bomb. I was there. Mm-hmm. I saw the destruction, and I'm having nightmares about it. Something has to succeed, and we have to end that because we can't send the Nakoda bomb. Yeah. Have so, you heard of the Manhattan Project? <laughs> so, first watcher, are you buying in at this point? No, I, well, I'm just like, okay, okay, what, what? That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Okay. I'm very focused on on Jonas's face perspective. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's pretty, pretty face. He's very pretty. Nobody tell boyfriend Jesse. <laughs> I think I'm just kind of siding with Jonas. Yeah. So whatever Jonas thinks is where I'm at. And I'm uh-huh. like, okay, Jonas feels weird about this. Okay, then I feel weird yeah. about this. But, yeah, there's just a... But, like, as Jonas starts to buy in, I like, did you know. ever buy it? I did. Okay. I will say I did. Okay. Cool. I, I did think this was a thing. Yeah. Um, they convinced you pretty I will well. tell you yeah. when I got super confused and thought that this may not be a thing. Pretty sure it's the same place you're meant to get confused. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So in the briefing room, Jonas shares all of this with Hammond and gives him the whole backstory. He's like, I don't know when they're going to make the first move, but they want to prevent a war, so it's going to be sometime soon. And according to Dr. Al, there's support in every country, all three of them, (laughs) for peace. Um, And they think that they succeed in a coup, like, in their country, in Kelowna, the others are going to follow, like, dominoes, or, like, they will want peace. Like, either way, good things will happen. Nothing bad can possibly happen. Either way, we'll close this out. Yeah. It's never that simple, regardless of whether I believe him or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they're trying to basically start their own Arab Spring on Kelowna. Mm Mm-hmm. And Sam points out that, you know, if they are successful and it does work out, we'd have a really good trading partner. Because, again, I'm all about the Nequadria guys. She is. Yeah. She's Johnson. She's like, look, none <laughs> of this shit. Hit. Yeah. I need another hit. I need another hit. Nothing matters. Can I get more things to blow shit That's up with? That's literally the only thing she thinks about this entire I episode. I never realized how chaotic Sam actually is. <laughs> but if you think back, one, she wants an Nequadria. Uh-huh. Two, she's tried to blow up the sun. Uh-huh. She succeeded. So, she yeah. That's true. Yeah. So Sam's not exactly like. But it's been a while since she's blown up a star. It's yeah. time. It's time. Yeah. She so, needs to. How do you bump it up from a star? She's the a solar bit, system. Yeah. She's definitely a little bit destructive. <laughs> it's like I, I imagine that her personality. We've seen her house. We've just got a lot yeah. of wine. She is a drunk dialer. She, oh god. She, <laughs> drunk. Jack she, just get called at two a.m. Drunk dialer all day. <laughs> That's why her gross boyfriend thought that she yeah, was talking to him. Like, he didn't know how phones were. Exactly. So Please. he thought she was talking to him <laughs> the whole time. Oh poor guy. <laughs> Maybe why she doesn't have a lot of friends off base because. She had friends, but they're like, let's not ask this bitch to go out drinking uh-uh. with us. Because no, they no. were just babysitting in the yeah. back. Uh-huh. She does two things. Yeah. She works and she screws. And that's yeah. it. And that's she it. goes, ham. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes she tries to combine them. That's when things yeah. get messy. Yeah. So We love her, but damn, that girl's trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently the Pentagon has approved SGC heading back to Kelowna and offering the government 
no military technology, <laughs> but other technology yeah. in exchange for Nakuda. And even if they don't go for it, they'll at least have explored every avenue because clearly no one on Kelowna is going to give a shit about anything that's not military yeah. at this point. But also while they're there, hey, try to kind of find contact with the Resistance and bring back some intel. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing going to happen. So in front of the Stargate, Dr. Al's like to Jonas, are you ready to go home? And Jonas yeah. is like, well, I'm not fucking expecting a parade. I don't know what home is anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and, and Dr. Al goes, well, not everyone, everyone on Cologne thinks you're a traitor. There's a couple people here and there that think you're okay. Yeah. Thanks. That feels really good. He's like yeah, OJ. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> There's like two Some or three people. Some people think you didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. There's like one or two people. Everybody else yeah. is like, he cut that lady's head off. It's fine. Yeah. You should have just kept going in that just, Bronco. Just kept going. And, and Jonas is like, well, as soon as negotiations are finished, I need to head back to Earth because otherwise I'm going to be arrested for treason. Also, I don't think I like it here anymore. <laughs> you know what I imagine? It's that idea. I feel like I've been in this space where you grow up somewhere... You're like, this is great. This is perfect. This is all I've ever wanted. And then you leave and you're like, well, maybe I don't need to go back there no, again. Ever. Maybe I'm okay with not. And fond memories. I'm like here now. Fond yeah. memories. Great memories. Yeah. But this but place has bacon. Yeah. <laughs> this place has bacon. Bacon. I've moved on. Bacon trumps. <laughs> so in the conference room on Cologne, it's a beautiful conference room. I like the light streaming in and everything. Oh. Uh, we're introduced to First Minister Vallis. Yeah. I keep just wanting to call him Varys for <laughs> obvious reasons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he looks like he's the love child of Braytech and Ball. Yes, yes, and I you know, thank you for saying that yeah. because I kept going. Why is he so familiar uh-huh. looking? He's the and love it's child not that we've met him. Ball. Yeah. Well, maybe if the Colonians spent less time investing and in, 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 like inventing hair product, yeah, they could as, as create their, their own damn weapons. Yeah. Yeah. A safety pin polo tie. <laughs> I feel like he's so proud of that thing. He is very proud. Every, he's like. Make sure you get my bolo tie. Make sure you get the sparkle Did you get it? it? I you shined it? it this morning. Yeah, it's super cool. So, um, the team has spoken, the SGC, SG1 has spoken to the Periods, and they're, they send their best. Love ya. Great fans. Um, before we get to actual negotiations, remember how you said there was a metric shit ton of the Quadrium? Like, how much exactly is a metric shit ton? I love that they're, they have no terms. chill in this conversation. No. No. Like, this is supposed to be a no negotiation. It's You're supposed Jack. to be... Yeah, it's supposed it's to be Jack. like everybody's real cool. Mm-hmm. Nobody. He's like, give me the thing. Whoever sends give Jack the to negotiate <laughs> shit, it's a bad idea. Yeah, it's like he's the guy who's buying a car and is like, I need this car. You don't I have Daniel's gone. You have no one on that team who can negotiate right. shit it anymore. Should, yeah, it should be Jonas at this point based on the roles, but this isn't the place he, for it. He can't negotiate here. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Varys, I'm just going to call him Varys, has <laughs> figured out, yeah, it's Valus, yeah. but uh, Fine. I'm calling the other guy Dr. Al, I'm not really going by people's yeah. names anymore. Guys, if anybody's worried, Dr. Al is Dr. Kiernan. <laughs> Varys is Valus, and the Colonians are, so far as we know, are still Colonians. <laughs> Things may change in the world of Nixie. <laughs> Things are always changing in the world of Nixie. Um, but he figured Sam would ask, so he... Conveniently had it translated to non-metric Earth measurements, which Sam would use metric mm-hmm. first of all. Sam's like, I got this. You don't have to fucking it's convert. Three hundred pounds, apparently. Uh, this is when he should just look at the audience and wink and be like, "We uh-huh. got you. We got you. We got you. <laughs> we know what you're looking for." And Sam's like, "Well, I'd be really happy to check on the storage and make sure you're safely storing the dangerous material." And Hal and Varys are like, 
Um, we're good. Yeah, no. Because they've got a great track record with Mom, this. Mom, I'll, I'll count the cookies for you and make sure there's enough cookies in the kitchen. Mom, let me count them. I will count them for you. Make sure you're not short. Well, for you. Oh, yeah. For me. Yeah. Um, he's like, we'd hate for accidents to happen. Yeah. I and mean, some to go missing. Like that time something bad happens. Remember that thing? That same thing bad happened with Quadria? Remember and... that time you killed our friend? Oh, wait, we are not talking about that today. <laughs> so to start negotiations, the Clonans would love some cool fighter jets. That'd be cool. Um, and Jack's like, mm, how about some antibiotics? Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't be further since, apart. Yeah. Since apparently you have nothing to fight bacterial infections. And this, yeah. if you said earlier that you cared about saving lives, right. this would save like 15,000 lives a year. Let's not talk about that. Well, yeah. <laughs> the insurance companies are not for this game. aren't the lives we care about, yeah. to be fair. <laughs> Um, you know, if war wasn't about to break out, we'd maybe take you up in that, but war, so it's just silence around the table then. Uh Uh-huh. Just awkward. So, in Dr. Al's lab, he asks the team how negotiations are going, and he has a bit of a headache, and (laughs) negotiations, in summary, are not good. So how about that resistance you were mentioning? Yeah. And Dr. Al's like, well, you don't contact them. They contact you. Of course. Mm-hmm. Right. They have the a first rule of Fight Club uh-huh. is we don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> they have a warehouse in the freight yards, but it's super heavily guarded and it's not a place you just drop into. Um, much like I'm sure Fight Club. That means they're not into each other. No. Just <laughs> um, like you realize we're SG1. Right? Yeah. We can drop in. We go wherever we want. We drop off wherever. Uh, and Jack's like, yeah, we still want to stop by. And he's like, fine, I'll talk to them. <laughs> yeah. So cut to a giant warehouse with lots of moving boxes and weapons, just blatant weapons and mm-hmm. all the weapons in the world. I'm assuming there's some coke back there somewhere. Sure. And heroin and opiates. Yeah. Um, this isn't the time for risk taking, the guy says. There's some waterboarding going on somewhere. I'm that sure <laughs> there's waterboarding. Um, and, and the people in the government are starting to ask questions about Dr. Al's loyalty and they're watching him. But the people from Earth want to meet with him, want to meet with the resistance guy. And Dr. Al's fairly sure they're not going to turn the resistance in for Nequadria because clearly that's not their main reason for being on this fucking planet right now. Uh, I mean, I'm not so sure about the rest of the team, but I trust Jonas, at least, won't turn them in. Well, I'm I'm trying to think of that, like, professor-student relationship because I have a professor of my own that I I haven't done any studies with, but I love this dude. I will take any class he teaches. Super important person. Yeah, I can see why they would think that. It's like, yeah, I'm never turning this person in for shit. No. I trust them. They are uh-huh. the reason my mind is open as exactly. far as it's open. So probably around the same time as all that's going on, the First Minister, Varys, Vallis, whatever, calls Jonas <laughs> into the negotiation room of shadows. Yeah. Or shadow room, you know, as it's difficult to see Jonas on the other side of the table. It's mood lighting. It's very you got to create it. Yeah. Welcome to my intimidation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you sure you're not the son of Ball? Because. Yeah. Where was the guy's cat? Like, yeah. he should have been cutting a cat the whole yeah, time. Definitely. Yeah. Um, he goes, Oh, so you're now on the other side resenting, re- representing another world. That's weird. And Jonas is like, Well, it's not really easy or convenient for me either, but like, I'm sticking to the choices I've made regardless of whether I'll regret them later or not because what I did was the right thing to do because you motherfucking killed Daniel you assholes yeah now I'm stuck here whether I want to be or not <laughs> exactly so um Dallas is like look this fight is different mm-hmm. they're always different the other two countries 
overlooked 200 years of hating each other's guts in order to sign a pact together. And they're not going to be settled. They're not going to be finished until Kelowna is like either giving up land or destroyed or mm-hmm. wiped from existence. The only advantage that they have is the Nequadria. <laughs> and Valus <laughs> knows that Jonas is a man of unique talents. <laughs> yeah. What does he know that I don't? Because I want to know what it is. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> they know each other well. Yeah. Um, and and he's not... Jonas is pansexual is what I've decided came out of that conversation. Listen, Captain Jack is too. I'm okay with it. So it's, is Stormy. Exactly. <laughs> um, and he's giving Jonas a second chance to serve Kelowna. And no, you're not just going to be spying and giving us Earth technology. Mm-hmm. It's Dr. Al. He hasn't been the same since Jonas left. And the Quadria Project has taken its toll on him, and he's becoming erratic. And we need someone to watch over him. Look, he trusts you. He's important to the government. And if you do this, we're going to give you a full pardon, and you'll be able to come home. Yeah, I don't like this. I don't like this at all, because it looks like Jonas considers it, and I'm not a fan. I just got a text to Jonas. <laughs> I do not take any more people from me for at least a season. <laughs> and everybody you guys such a good drink. <laughs> I just took the longest drink. <laughs> no taking people from Jonas is not going to go anywhere. We don't know. Okay. You can't tell me that. Look. I don't trust I'm you. I'm looking at you with straight face. I don't believe you. Jonas isn't going anywhere. Fine. So, later in Dr.'s Outlab, he still has a headache. It's very weird. And Jonas comes in uh, to Dr. Allen, and and he's like, look, I can't concentrate. My mind is wandering with the headaches. And Jonas is like, it will be over soon. Yeah, so this part (laughs) reminded me that Corin Nemitz was in the stand. Uh Because it's really creepy. Yeah. He does this in the creepiest fashion. He does, like, dead-eye acting really well. It reminded me a lot of that character whose name I don't know. From the stand from the miniseries with Molly Ringwald mm-hmm. and Jerry Sinise yep. and uh, all the other people. Uh, Laura San Giacomo. I'll show you, I want to watch that again. <laughs> but super creepy. Super yeah. creepy is, is all get out. And he's like, look, you need to take SG-1 to the resistance. You need to trust me. Everything's going to be fine. Trust me. <laughs> so back at the negotiation table later, Hal's like... Yeah, so how about those awesome air missiles you have? And Jack's like, no, fuck off, you can't have those. Yeah. Um, because no one believes you're going to use those for just for defense. Right. Like, not a single... You don't even believe yourself It's like you say when that. you buy donuts and you're like, I'm just going to have one. Uh-huh. I'm just going to have one, and then they're going to last a couple days, and yep. then we're going to bring them to work, and yep. have them... No, no, bitch, you're going to eat, like, three of them. <laughs> well, and it's the Colonians, so we know the first time we give them, like, a Tomahawk missile, they're just yeah. going to duct tape a piece yeah. of Nequadria yeah. <laughs> to the top of it. That's how not you only, yeah, not only are they going to use it, they're going to use it in the shittiest way possible. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Fair. Yeah. Um, and Draylight's like, look, we aren't the aggressors in all this. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. For the moment. Yeah. And Sam points out that, like, you just said you wanted a quick and decisive victory. Which means you're going to be pressing any advantage Earth would give you. And and Val is like, it's to save lives. Like, bitch, we just offered you antibiotics. Yeah. Yeah. And the Colonians have this other resource that the other two countries don't have. The gate. Exactly. Which they come to. It's just like, you you can't lie about this. Exactly. Seriously, dude. Like, we know what you're here for. And then a woman comes in and, like, huddles with the Colonial leadership. And Val's is like, yeah, so 
the other side's now massing on the border. Mm-hmm. And they've broken off diplomatic talks. Yeah, they're done. And Sam's like, well, we have, like, a whole team full of skilled diplomats that aren't us, obviously. Maybe a third party. We'll bring them in. We'll get some people talking. And we know like, this lady named Dr. Weir we can yeah. bring we got in. This, we got Dr. Weir. I, I do think that in, in this moment, Sam has been watching too much Trek. Uh-huh. Because she is far too idealistic She's for what so, this world is. Everything's going to work out great, It's going to be just, it's like, no. She it's, isn't in the quadria hate. Yeah. She's like, just fucking give it to just me give now. It to me. Yeah, I'll just get a hit off it. Just get a whiff. Yeah, way too much Trek for Sam. And also, I want that crossover. Episode. Exactly. And, but they're like, yeah, so that whole... I want, like, a Riker trying to pick up Sam. Oh, God. Like, oh, God. Not, like, Riker with his, like, fuck me face uh-huh. that he does. And then you have Jack on the other side going, what the fuck are you doing? No, Jack's like, dude, I've been trying for, like, yeah. six seasons. Have fun. It ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen, bro. Riker just makes her an omelet. She's yeah. like, in. Yeah. He's like, done. She's like, you're, not, drop. you're not in my chain of command, are yeah. you? Yeah. I'm digging that beard, man. I'm digging that beard. Jack just has to grow a beard. <laughs> story yeah um and they're like so the whole diplomats thing probably won't work as well because no one else knows about the stargate Mm. and well sam's like well maybe it's a good idea that you share the knowledge of the stargate Drelax, like like our own people don't not even the other countries our own people don't know about the Stargate yeah hey we can't and, relate at all and, and, we don't know that what and, yeah. and Jonas is like you should you should probably share that with the people mm-hmm. because if everyone knows that they were only one among all of these planets maybe it would bring the planet together and focus on what okay, makes them the bring same it down a second fucking hippie and, <laughs> yeah Varys is like that's very sweet and naive yeah. Jonas um if it was that simple, I'm sure everyone on Earth would know about the Stargate, right? <laughs> and we're not going to talk Jack about is our like, problems. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. About that, just fuck you. About that, let's not talk about it forever. Gotta go. Bye. So, Doctor L is pacing the lab again when Jonas knocks, um, and it's the whole team that comes through. And Doctor L is is very anxious since Tomas Lead, who we met in the whole Daniel death shit. Yes. Um, you know, he's, he was transferred overnight in the dark mm-hmm. and his office cleaned out and he's gone. Hmm. And that's Dr- not weird. No, not at all. And Dr. L recruited him into the resistance himself. And now he's the only one left of the original three on this project. And Jack's like, look, we're leaving. We're off this planet. Negotiations are shit. The resistance is about to be exposed. Like we're just wiping our hands and calling the day. But Dr. L's like, no, 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 look, the move is in two days. We need the SG-1's help. Like, the Resistance can take every government building easily, except for this one here that the Stargate's mm-hmm. in. It's more heavily guarded than anything because of the Stargate, but you guys can move around. You guys can get 100 armed men in here like that and take the whole building without firing a shot. It's a quick, a bloodless coup. That's the key. Otherwise, it's going to be a civil war. And Jack's like... Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is not my problem. I'm not yeah. helping you. I'm not I, risking my I don't do the this. things that you want. I do the things that Jack wants. Uh-huh. <laughs> or Sam sometimes. Or sometimes Hammond. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Dr. L pulls his trump card. He's mm. been smuggling a quadrant into the resistance, and there is a metric fuckton yeah. stored away. <laughs> I like that measurement. <laughs> and if they help, it's all for Earth. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which Sam's like, come again for Big Fudge? More. Yes. More? You I'll, got I'll some of the quadria? That. I'll take some of that, please. <laughs> um, yeah, Sam does really have a one-track mind through this episode. Yeah. yeah. She is all about she it. She literally She's has got... a nose for it later. later. Yeah. <laughs> so sometime later, Dr. L is walking past an alleyway when he's pulled in by Jonas. And he's like, you're being followed. Yeah. <laughs> Lead us crazy. to the resistance. Yeah. And then they're being chased, and then some shots are fired. And Jonas clearly has an Intar weapon here. So I saw the red light. Yes. And that is a thing that I know. Yes, the Intar. Remember in the training weapons? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. I wrote that. Yeah. I have witnesses. I said, why do I know that? Is it from the training exercise? Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, and part of me is like, how does... How does how does Dr. L know about the Intars? It almost looks like the same training exercise. I know. Room. Yeah. Um and so they come to a platform, Dr. L weirdly jumps off the platform and is hanging and Well then, yeah, oh. if you're part of resistance and you don't want to be found out, that's what you you know, a lot back in the day they would have like cyanide or ricin tablets and they'd be like fuck this i'm but out he like well he, what the thing is is he looks like he's trying to just get out of the way okay. and he just kind of happens to accidentally jump out himself. of the way like it's yeah it's yes. an accidental self-murder it's an, it's an accidental self-murder mm. um and the camera pans up from him unconscious on the ground and jonas is not there anymore yeah is this when you start to catch on well the the red light was like what yeah something's weird something's weird put out the feelers again yeah put your phone down and watch <laughs> If we're gonna be raw, honest, yeah. The thing I love about this casting too yeah. is just to go back to Quantum Leap. Uh huh. He played a hologram. Yeah, I know. That only Sam could see. I know. The, the, the lead character. <laughs> it's so. And good. he would talk to him. That's. And now awesome. he's the guy that's seeing people that other people aren't seeing, <laughs> and he's talking to them. Well, it's, life. It's full circle. It's, 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 so it's the awesome. circle of life. It's the circle of life. <laughs> Wheel of thought. Okay, we see him next on Janet's Infirmary. Because Janet's awesome. He has a severed fit tibia and mm-hmm. blood force trauma to his head. And that part words Janet. Um, and apparently he was found laying unconscious in a deserted street. No one has any idea how he got there. And Jonas sort of was like, here, let me take him back to Earth. Because we have fucking antibiotics that we yeah. just told you about. Um, and Janet, basically. We, we have we, a Janet. We have a Janet who is the greatest cleric ever existed. She is. Yeah. <laughs> That might be a future D&D character is just like the Janet because Janet can also fucking fight as well. A Levigan Caleric. That would not be a only uh, uh, This is solely for friend Amanda and yeah. boyfriend Jesse. Uh, nobody beats Ellie. <laughs> oh, nobody beats was Ellie. Was Ellie basically a Janet? Ellie is just the most badass. She, Ellie has now come back with wings. Yeah, so I remember So you that. need no more information yeah. than yeah, that. Yeah. She died and, and didn't and, and, and said no thank you. Yeah. And came back with wings. <laughs> <laughs> so in the briefing room, Hammond wonders, um, like, what do the Colonians think about this whole incident? Apparently, they have basically nothing to say. Like, uh, Doctor L was clearly afraid of his government. Yeah. Um, but if the government thought he was a spy or something, they would have let SG One just waltz off with him. Or it's something. crazy. It's like so. All of these things that he did were because of the schizophrenia. Yes. Mm-hmm. If that's what we're going to call yeah. it, I don't know if that's appropriate. And that's what Janet ends up calling it, essentially. So, but then I wonder how much of what he created had to do with this. So I think of like 
Stay with me here. Yeah, I'm In Grey's Anatomy, there's a character named Amelia who has a tumor. Mm-hmm. Okay. But a lot of what she's created, she's had this tumor for years. Yeah. So it's like how much of her personality, how much of what she's found and created and made and saved and these breakthroughs are because of it. Well, yeah. and Janet comes up when we get to it. She talks about how the fact that if this was actually schizophrenia... It, he would have had it for 20-some years. That's it doesn't I'm present saying. later. But they do talk about the fact later that this is because of the Nepaudry research. Right. Yeah. And the fact that he's been smuggling it out. Exactly. Probably so not contained well. He may have only had this for the past year or two. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it's also... because It's weird. It's like because of it... He's got he's gotten done what he's got done. Yeah. But without it, what would have happened? Would yeah. he have just been? I think of like the other story is the guy in the eighteen hundreds with the nail that went through his head. I listened yeah. to a lot yeah. of the dollop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whose entire personality changed because of yeah. it. So it's like, well, did the necrodria create some of these breakthroughs in this fucked up way? Yeah. I don't know. Just a thought. Just something to hang on to. I've always kind of uh, my head canon is that Nequadria is what powers the uh, sarcophagus. Oh, okay. I like yeah. that. And it just makes people it, go schizo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, done. I dig it. Okay. Um, so Jonas it, back in the briefing room, Jonas does fear well, now that if they pulled out of this negotiation, the clones will feel like they are essentially backed into a corner and have no other options but a preemptive strike with the bomb. And Jack's like, look, we're going to have to pull out negotiations yeah. at some point because we're not giving them what they want. Mm-hmm. So sooner or later, the go- negotiations are going to end. Yeah. And go ahead. Uh, I was just thinking, why didn't they ever say, hey, you do have a gate. Why don't you evacuate yeah, to right. an alpha site like we've offered that so many other cultures? That is always what we do, yeah. Because then they have <laughs> to tell their people about the Stargate. Right. Yeah. You can't evacuate. Or where are your prime people? Your people that you... Yeah. But you, still wouldn't, have to tell, you still wouldn't have to tell the others about it. That's yeah. true. Only yeah. your own people. To be That's fair, true. you don't even have to tell the entire population. Yeah. As Grace said, you only bring the best and the brightest. Yeah, yeah. you know you say, look, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Two of every kind except deep for in, Deep impact style. Yeah. Except for unicorns. <laughs> I'm mad at you, Noah. We could have unicorns right now. And the rally resistance. You didn't invite them to the party. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I it's promise. Good. It's okay. It's okay. okay. <laughs> and while the resistance sounds great, and we could certainly use the Nequadria, like realistically, the resistance, we're never going to find them now at this point. Yeah. You know, at this point, they still think it's a it's an actual thing. And Sam just sort of metaphorically raises her hand and is like, well, I mean, I can track the Nequadria because I'm obsessed with it and it's in my blood. I love I it. I love I can tell where my next hit is. It's, yeah. it's got to be that Jolinar remnant. It's got to yeah. be. You know? <laughs> and so SG-1 minus Jonas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, my question is, is Jonas in the scene and the camera just doesn't hit him? Hmm. Which is what I think. Okay. Could be. Um, but they find where Dr. Alan Sam picks up the Nequadria on the Nequadria. Actually, no, you t- I take that back. He, I don't think he's here because he's going to talk with the minister. We just yeah. don't know that part. Right, yet. right. Sorry. But they actually, they basically wanted to go to where Dr. Rao was found unconscious. And Sam's like, I found the Nequadria. Found this way. Yeah. There's like that little, like, little, you see that little smoke path, like, yeah. of the Nequadria. She's on all fours. She's going for it. Yeah. So back in the infirmary, Dr. L wakes up and obviously was going, where the fuck am I? Yeah. And Jonas is like, look, you're safe. Everything with the resistance is going as oh, planned. Gosh. Dr. L laments that they, you know, look, we were scientists. Mm-hmm. We were pursuing knowledge and none of this shit was supposed to happen. Um, but Jonas is like, none of this was your fault. And that's when Janet calls Hammond into her office and shows him 
Dr. L's PET scans. Yeah. And while there's no signs of brain damage from the head injury, the signs are consistent with advanced schizophrenia. Yeah. And which is a great thing for Kelowna's leading scientists and head of their top secret program on the Quadria. Yeah, good time. And while it's very rare for schizophrenia to present after 35, it means that if this is, he's been functioning with this for well over 20 years with no one noticing. Although it does turn out, we sort of agree that that's not really yeah, accurate. what happened, yeah. But the symptoms are paranoia, delusions, possibly even full-blown hallucinations. Shit. And that's when we cut to Jonas sitting by Dr. Al's bedside as he's talking about how horrible the first test of the bomb was, and we pan, the camera pans to a monitor showing the room, and we see that Jonas is a hallucination. Yeah. This is the, uh, tell me about the bunnies, George. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah. just hitting the fan. It hits in the fan. So, I think it is hard to watch this episode and not get some drifts of uh, Mr. John Forbes Nash Jr. Yeah. So, he is a mathematician who's best known in popular culture as being the guy that Russell Crowe was playing in Beautiful Minds. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I find it interesting that he is basically as well known for his schizophrenia as he was for his mathematics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nash equilibrium is sort of basically what his he wrote his PhD thesis on it, Shit. and it's part of game. He did a lot with game theory. Uh-huh. And it's part. And it's, I know nothing. I know jack shit about game theory. <laughs> yeah. But. You've already lost me, so it's okay. It's I'm okay. Just, I'm here for the ride now. Um, but it's basically, so two or more people are playing. More, uh-huh. It has to be more than two people. No, two or more. Two or more people are playing. And each player is told what the other player's strategies are. Okay. This is how they're going to play. And then each player is like, look, I know their strategy, and I'm going to assume that they're not going to change their strategy. Mm-hmm. And the... And, and my best bet to win, then, is also by not changing mine. And so, if everyone is, like, everyone is just in that equilibrium, and that's the Nash equilibrium. If sure. anyone is like, hey, if I change something, I'll get an advantage, no longer the Nash equilibrium. Right. So, it's basically, everyone, know, everyone knows, everyone's playing cards up. So, it's the idea of stay the course. Stay the course. Everyone's playing cards up and everything is the same. And there's actually a ton of complex math behind it. There's a lot of assumptions. That makes sense, uh, especially because I'm studying statistics right now. Yeah. There's a lot of assumptions that say, hey, people will tend to rely on these things that are the way they are. Apparently, Um, in the audio commentary for the track, for this episode, it references this and says that it, that's the oh, basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. Um, you mean it wasn't Fight Club? No, no, sorry. <laughs> Damn it. Um, or Quantum Leap. And, uh, and there was, and there's a few other of his mathematical theorems which, like, look, I didn't become a theoretical astrophysicist because math is not my strong point. So needless uh-huh. to say, dude was fucking smart. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I know his embedding theorem has something to do with Euclidean space, which that's, I'm a little bit better than Euclidean space, but I still can't tell you what the embedding theorem uh-huh. is. Um, but in 1959, he started developing paranoia and started thinking men, any men in a red tie was part of the communist conspiracy. And it was the right time for it, though. It was. And, and so that helped feed into it. And, mm-hmm. and so at one point he was giving a lecture in 59 and it became so bad that by the end of the lecture, it was incomprehensible. And he was quickly diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, and it all went downhill from there. He spent stits in psychiatric hospitals where he got both antipsychotic medication and, horribly enough, 
insulin shock therapy. Yeah. Which is basically as horrible as it sounds. Uh, Sylvia Plath went through the same thing. It's, yeah. You're basically trying to restart the brain. Yeah. So by doing, to do that, you basically have to bring it to the brink of existence and then bring it back. Yeah, you're sent into like daily insulin comas. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sylvia Plath suffered through the same thing, and uh, along with the shock therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shitty times. Don't read the bell jar unless you're completely stable of mind. I'm never going to read that. <laughs> it's, uh. it's, yeah. It's tough. It's a tough read. And then in 1970, he basically said, "Stop. Everyone, fuck off." And he never went to a hospital again. He never took medication Damn. again. Mm-hmm. He took his time and gradually improved, basically by force of willpower, if anything mm-hmm. else. He spent a lot of time in Princeton Mathematics Department. He lived a very quiet life. He basically rationally, he became very Vulcan. He rationally trained his mind, and through the support of his friends and family, he slowly, you know, ended up becoming real. He was able to teach again, get his math on back again. And because I think this is really adorable and endearing and very realistic, his wife divorced him, and he was the worst of all this. Yeah. And But he lived... With her as a boarder in her house oh, after he got out, God. which helped give him stability, you know, mm-hmm. because yeah. he lived off schedule. He lived off, you know, yeah. regular pace of things and eventually remarried in 2001. That's mm. nuts. And unfortunately, in 2015, on the way back from the airport from Norway from receiving the Abel Prize, uh, their taxi cab lost control and both him and his wife were ejected from the taxi. What a bullshit way to die. I know. What a, can we change that? And be like, he was in a bar fight and was defending that. Yeah, something, anything. But yeah, so that's John Nash. Beautiful mind. Let's let's just end on that upper of a note. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this whole episode is a big upper, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. This episode is an. Um, there's a lot happening. Jonas yes. is still dealing with where Jonas belongs. Imagine, imagine the the person that you've looked up to your whole life is like, you see them crumble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel really bad for Jonas. My last notes in this were sad Jonas equals sad Grace. Uh, yeah. That's my math Basically. problem. <laughs> <laughs> so this one's tough. It's tough, but it's it seems important. It's just important because we've set up this idea that Jonas is struggling on where he belongs and who he is yeah. and how he's helpful. It's important to see how Kelowna, the Kelownans are doing. Yeah. Um, they're not doing good. Yeah, they're not doing great. No. Um, so, which I think will only create more guilt for him. I, I don't know, but that's my prediction. Um, it's either going to give him some guilt or it's going to give him basically like proof that he was on the right path. It's going to sure. give him some stability. This that idea, he knows though, that he's basically saved himself. It's survivor's guilt. He's going to yes. have survivor's guilt yeah. for sure. Um, uh, but I dig it. Uh, I don't know what my top five looks like right now. We are not at the end of the episode. Are we not? No. I thought we There's were. There's a whole fucking end of the episode still. Jeebus. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. So, in the conference room, Hale and, right. and Vallis are discussing troop movements. There's so much There's so much left. And the real Jonas... <laughs> Who's the real Jonas? Please stand up. My name Please is Jonas. Uh, he busts in and is like, look, we need to talk, assholes. And the rest of SG-1 is still looking for the Aquadria, and Sam's like, it's this way. Yeah, I know where it is. There's a, there's a building, and there's a crate, and there it is, a metric fuck ton of Naquita. Naquadria, sorry. Mm-hmm. Back in the conference room chamber, Jonas and Hal are discussing the impacts of having to use the bomb, and Hal's like, look, we have to defend ourselves. Like, we would have a choice if Earth would fucking help us, but we don't, so we have to defend ourselves. And Jonas is like, no. Mm. 
I wish you had seen what I have seen. I've seen how destructive the ghoul are. I know how they destroy entire planets, not giving a shit about the borders yeah. that exist on the planet. And it doesn't matter that, you know, the ghouls haven't been here for thousands of years. Like, they can spell Naquita and Aquadria the same way that Sam can. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty <laughs> and, good at it, yeah. And therefore, as soon as you use this bomb, the ghouls are going to show up. Mm-hmm. And Jack enters the room then, going, Jonas, we're leaving. Off this planet, we're done. Yeah. And Jonas goes and has to decide with him quickly that Sam and Teal have already gone back with the Quadria, <laughs> and that there is no resistance. Like, it's all in Dr. Hal's head, and Jack passes along the schizophrenia diagnosis from Janet, and that it may have had some side effects in his research, and it's time to go home because we're done. Yeah. And also, we need to protect you from this, whatever this bullshit could be. Yeah. There's gotta be a thought of that in there. Yeah, I'm sure. And instead of leaving, Jonas, like, turns around and goes, what happened to Dr. Salas and Lead? Like, they weren't just transferred from the program. Apparently, they were taken to a government mental facility. Fuck. And they had hoped that the first was an isolated case, but then there was a second, and then there was a third, and they were trying to keep it quiet to not warn the And yet they're not telling them. They're like, hey, we're slowly going to kill you, but Uh just keep working. Because the research is more important than the individual lives. Yeah. I'm not okay with this. So back at the SGC in the briefing room, Janet assumes that it's a unique form of brain damage from the long-term exposure to Quadria, mm-hmm. and Sam's like, they never had proper shielding for any of this. But don't worry, we have proper shielding, and Jonas is fine. Um, the Pentagon wants to continue the Quadria research because they found that stockpile in the warehouse, right? and uh, you better bet your ass that they slapped the U.S. Air Force sticker on the side yeah, of that crazy. This is mine home. now, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and this is your Nequadria. It's now my Nequadria. Uh huh. And Sam sent a message to the Colonians offering to upgrade their facilities, and they have not heard a word. Right. And yes. Hammond notes that they haven't heard anything since Jack and Jonas got back. And war may have already broke out. We yeah. have no clue. Mm-hmm. Well, and if they bombed the places holding the Nequadria, right? Yep. That the they didn't know about, then yeah. the planet yeah. could have gone nuclear. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's fucked. Um, at the very least, the Or Stargate when we come back, they yeah. all have superpowers. So, the, I mean, either the Stargate's mm-hmm. buried because of Bob, yeah. or there's no one left in Kelowna. Yeah. Yeah. Either are valid. <laughs> either way, sad Jonas. Time. Sad Jonas. Um, as for Dr. Al, the medication Janet is giving him, she's fairly confident that he can, she can keep him from getting worse, but there's no way to reverse the damage mm-hmm. that already exists. And Jonas visits Dr. Al in the infirmary, the real Jonas, mm-hmm. and he's apparently, Al's getting moved today to a new facility that can help him. And Dr. Al whispers to Jonas, like, look, I heard everything's in place for the coup. Yeah. It's going to go fine. This is when we really talk about the bunnies, George. And, and mm-hmm. Dr. Al looks up to the observation room and nods to his ever resistance later he sees up there, and it just breaks Jonas's yeah. heart. And Dr. Al says that after the coup, the resistance will dismantle the bomb and shut down the Quadri project forever. And it's all good, Jonas says. They couldn't have done it without him. And Jonas tells Dr. Al he saved the world. Oh. Fade out. Death. <laughs> this is where I died. I died. I like, My heart broke. Yeah. If you haven't read of Mice and Men, which I've referenced twice now, <laughs> this is basically the story. Yeah. This is, it's not the same story, but it's the same ending. It's like this person you love who cannot be helped anymore. Yeah. You basically just 
thankfully, Jonas did not have to, spoilers, shoot him in the back of the head. No, they all said the same thing in Walking Dead, though. Spoilers. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Although that time I was with the kid. My references are Steinbeckian. <laughs> Always, forever. <laughs> uh, God, yeah. This episode yeah. is heartbreak. Mm-hmm. This episode is just about heartbreak. Yeah. Well, there's the, the beginning... The, there's the great conversation between uh, Jonah and, and Teal. Yeah, yeah. Which I knew I was like, oh, Grace is gonna love this. Part. Yeah, she's gonna love this. And at the end, I was like, oh, this is gonna break her heart. Yeah, <laughs> because they set you because up Jonas for the heartbreak. Yeah. They set you up. They dangle the carrot. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They're like, you want to you want to feel feels about this? And yeah. I'm like, I always I like feels. I really feels. And they're like, just kidding. <laughs> and then they break it in front of you. Yeah. Uh, it's a tough one, but it, again, it's, it's, um, I don't know what's left of Kelowna. I'm, I'm kind of with Jonas. I don't know what it is. It, it, it hurts though. It yeah. just hurts and he's it just does. hurting and, um, and he still has to come back the next week and, you know, put on that brave face that he, he does. Put on and, the Jonas face. And, and be, and be the guy that inspires some sort yeah. of, you know, brightness and yeah. happiness and cause that's who he is mm-hmm. inside. And play with goldfish. And play with goldfish. Um, yeah. I'm a little bummed, but this... What's on my list right now? Uh, currently your list is Descent, Abyss, Redemptions, and Nightwalkers. Huh. I think this may go above Nightwalkers. Okay. Yeah. But Um, nothing else changes. You still have... Nothing else changes. Yeah. Just right now. Yeah. I may look at it again. Huh. Um, I'm putting Shadow Plays number five. Uh Um, to be fair, I have Abyss as number one. Just, you know, mm-hmm. to put that up. Where's my abyss at? You have number two? Mm-hmm. I'm so mad at, at you, Daniel for yeah, coming yeah, back. You, she I discussed this last week. Yeah, I know. I'm I just know. mad at him. I know you because are. Because we already broke up I'm and not, he's still calling. Listen, I'm not judging your top five. And that's why listen, I'm mad at him. I can him. say it's wrong. I'm and not going to judge it. And that's why it's <laughs> at number two. But we did add to our Peter Delewey's cameo. Yes. So we're Um, Next week... We have the other guys. Dun, dun, dun. In the movie with Mark Wahlberg. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just like that. Sweet. Only completely we're gonna, not. <laughs> we're just going to watch that instead. Oh, just like that, but completely not. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm okay with that. It is, it is, it does make up for the lack of cheer in this episode. Okay. I'll tell you that much. Good, good, yeah. good. Because I need some happiness. In it's, my a, life. it's, it is, it is I'm one drunk. of the. Let's not get me to drunk and sad. <laughs> This will make you drunk and happy. Yeah, I like it. I really like the, the other guys. Perfect. So, um, anything else? I think we're good. Cool. Uh, Dan, thanks for joining us this week. Why, thank you. Where can people find you? They can find me at forgeeksake.org uh, for my uh, podcast or anywhere you find podcasts. I guess just look up For Geek's Sake and don't forget the apostrophe. Um, and if you need any DJ help, I'm your, your guy. <laughs> yeah, well, in the central Florida, you, I, I you go. In, I'll go anywhere. Let's do it. I've done weddings <laughs> in Maine, oh, wow. events in Arizona, sweet, all over the place. Um, but uh, epiceventsorlando.com for thanks. all your DJ needs. Thanks again. Uh, and you know where you can find us? We're on Twitter at Terra Podcast. Which was you should have seen my mad typing skills during the Stargate Now campaign. Mark Turner, Nick, just looking at me going. How are you typing still? Yeah, if you yeah, if you want to just witness Nixie being full Nixie. I've never tweeted page. so much in my life. Whereas I'm still like, how do I how do What's I the Twitter message? <laughs> I, I I did this wrong. I'm still not good at Twitter. I'm not yeah. gonna say that. Um, but you can find us on Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. You can email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. On Patreon, we're at patreon.com slash there's no place like Tara. And guys, we are still like six bucks away to video podcasts so for close. the patrons. You're gonna make us be 
people and have to wear makeup and things. Also, uh, just to let you know, I used to work at a teddy bear factory, and back in the day, I made two. Uh, one's a moose, and one is, I believe, still a teddy bear. And I made the moose to be able to be any SG One character, and the teddy bear can be like half of the Atlantis characters. And I found made. them in the middle of the move and half of their clothing options. Um, I can't find the sunglasses or Daniel Jackson's glasses. It's going to happen. the boots. We're going to make but them we, those, If you want to see them, they're going to be in the video. If you needed any more proof that Nixie left Stargate. <laughs> I made a SG-1 bear and made sure to have all the closing options so that it could be Jack, Teal, Daniel, or Sam. <laughs> this is insane. Uh, I think Dan just died. <laughs> to the fact of, yeah, I love it. To the fact of I put little like duct tape like sure. names on them, yeah. and I made sure to get the circle glasses for Daniel. Yeah, and the sunglasses. Circle glasses. Or, although yeah. I lost them, I don't know where those ones we'll are. Find more. Do you have the Daniel do rag? I did. I actually snap. did mm. have a Daniel do rag. Nice. I don't know where it is, but I did have it. And like the <laughs> the um, the bear for Atlantis. To the point of I, I I the shirt I put little like white duct tape to be nice. like the little Carson thing yeah. and I put I the little striped colors on the side uh-huh. and I got a jacket and I like duct taped on the little Guys, patches. this is gone forever. We love you. Like us, Rachel. <laughs> Bye! Bye! <laughs> Bye. <laughs>